episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. This episode we are trying something new. I have a map in front of me of the state of Florida and it indicates exactly where the state and interstate roads lead to and from. So I figured we could go up I-95 that basically begins in South Miami, up to Jacksonville, make our way up to the state of Georgia. I-95 continues up the East Coast, but I thought we could see where this stretch of I-95 took us, and we'll observe some towns and cities, and as always, I'll provide my um, nonsensical and sometimes useless commentary and maybe some facts of the places we go to along the way. So as mentioned, we basically start in South Miami, Florida, jumping on US-1. Once we hit downtown Miami, we jump on I-95 northbound. Boring fact or interesting, uh, depending on, on your preference, SunPass is the electronic collection system within the state of Florida. It was created by the Florida Department of Transportation around 1999. And um, I'd recommend a SunPass Mini. I've seen the big transponders and they are so chunky and clunky. I had one on a rental car one time. The Mini one is like a little sticker you just place on the windshield. So yes, we jump on I-95 around downtown Miami. If you really want to, you can get off and head to Bayfront Park. That's a 32-acre public urban park in downtown Miami on Biscayne Bay. It's a really lovely place based on the pictures I found online. So let's say, you know, you could jump off there. We're passing Wynwood now. Wynwood is an area known for its brewing. I know this because I've been in Wynwood and saw that they have a brewing company called Apley, of course. Wynwood Brewery. I don't remember the name of their beer that they sold at the restaurant right around Wynwood, but it was quite pleasant. So you can stop at Bayfront Park, you can stop in Wynwood, which is more like, uh, you know, kind of like hip, cool young place now. Interestingly enough, I uh, asked some people around there and they mentioned that Wynwood used to be like a, um, kind of like a, an industrial area, not a whole lot there. And um, the city just made this effort to make it cool. I guess they've succeeded because, I, you know, apparently it's a very, very cool spot now. Skipping along to Fort Lauderdale and then Oakland Park. I see to our west we have Sunrise of Florida, where the Florida Panthers play in the NHL. least 
successful sport franchises one could imagine based on performance since their inception around the early 90s. I think it was the early or mid-90s. I have no idea if they are considered to be a poorly run organization. But then in the NHL, along with, I'm guessing the Miami Dolphins, the Miami Marlins, Cleveland Browns, Detroit Lions, some of the least successful franchises in recent memory. It is somewhat of a toss-up in terms of which team is the absolute worst. I would probably go with the Cleveland Browns. Maybe the Detroit Lions. The Miami Marlins have won a couple of World Series, so I guess you can't really consider them in that mix at all. But anyway, I digress. We, uh, again, we were in Fort Lauderdale, uh, Oakland Park, and now we continue heading up north on our journey on I-95, passing Pompano Beach as Route 845 runs pretty much parallel to I-95 along this stretch. This is probably where I would stop and grab some breakfast at Cracker Barrel. Some people love it, some people hate it. Overall, I'm a huge fan of Cracker Barrel. I think the insanely cheap prices and the extremely consistent theme of each and every Cracker Barrel franchise is pretty cool. The mac and cheese there is excellent always, whenever I've had it. If you don't know what Cracker Barrel is, it's basically a um, home-style country-themed uh, chain of restaurants. You'll find them along interstates across, I think in particular the East Coast, but I'm not sure if, if it also extends to maybe the Midwest. I think maybe it does. Along the West Coast, I'm really not sure if you have uh, any Cracker Barrels at all. But anyway, it's like a... Cracker Barrel is like a true staple of road trips um, along the South and the East Coast. Again, they're plentiful. They're very cheap. You know, they're typically very convenient located. And uh, for me, it's kind of a nice change than, for example, you know, the, the typical, let's go to McDonald's, let's go to Wendy's, let's go to Dunkin' Donuts, or whatever the case is. So, again, it's very controversial. I, I'm, a, I'm a massive fan of Cracker Barrel. My sister is a massive fan of Cracker Barrel, but I have a couple aunts that um, absolutely hate it, but again, I think for the price, you can't beat it. Anyway, I would stop off Cracker Barrel around Pompano Beach, have my mac and cheese, maybe a couple eggs along the way, jump back on I-95 head up north and we find ourselves in Boca Raton. To the east we have the beach. Boca Raton is often referred to as simply Boca in the southernmost city in Palm Beach County, Florida. 
for as Boca Raton, and then incorporated as Boca Raton without the E at the end in 1925. It is one of the wealthiest communities in South Florida. The 2018 population estimated by the U.S. Census Bureau was 99,244. However, approximately 200,000 people with a Boca Raton postal address live outside its municipal boundaries in newer developments such as West Boca Raton. As a business center, the city experiences significant daytime population increases. Boca Raton is 43 miles north of Miami and is a principal city of the Miami metropolitan area which had a population of 6 million plus people as of 2015. An interesting tidbit of information, no outdoor car dealerships are allowed in the municipality. No billboards are permitted. The city's one billboard was grandfathered in during annexation. Boring but interesting fact, in my opinion. And now that I read that, I kind of wonder, like, no outdoor car dealerships. Is there such a thing as a car dealership that is exclusively an outdoor location? Or, I don't know, I suppose they mean the car lot where they keep inventory can't be exposed to the public. I'm not sure. I'm really not entirely sure what an outdoor car dealership would necessarily look like. I have been in Boca. I went to the mall there once, and it's very nice in general. It's very ritzy, from what I recall. The mall was very clean and very large. They had a crate and barrel there, and I only remember that because of the massive sign that they had out in front of the store. The uh, drivers there were quite good as well. The rest of the Florida I find drivers to be going 100 miles an hour seemingly, but my guess is every state claims they have terrible drivers. I think it's primarily an issue with people being uh, distracted, but I know that Florida drivers, especially Miami drivers, have a uh, reputation for being particularly terrible drivers, but I, again, wherever you're from, I encourage you to email me. Do you think people in your city or state drive well? My answer is you're, you're going to say, you know, that we drive terribly over here as well. But Either way, we have explored Boca and now we head up to Delray Beach and Boynton Beach. I have also been once in Boynton Beach and I can't say um, that I like it that much, to be honest houses look like something you'd see in a movie Edward Scissorhands kind of creepy looking in my opinion but that's because I associate it with that movie fun fact or boring fact depending on uh, how much you like my commentary and um, how far off the tracks I take every episode I haven't actually seen uh, the movie but I remember seeing a trailer a clip when I was young and it scared me 
why would you make a film about a guy that had scissor hands? I always wondered. I don't even know the premise of the film, but it's something that's always been in my memory. And I have a reference link here that I'm opening now. And so apparently Edward Scissorhands was indeed filmed in Florida near Tampa. So I suppose I was spot on when I determined the area of Boynton Beach to remind me of the movie. Uh, it has a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, so sure, I suppose it is a classic in its own way. One day I will watch the movie and tell you what I think about it. So, anyway, let's keep heading up north on I-95 on our little map. We directly pass Lake Worth and then West Palm Beach. To the west we have Royal West Palm Beach. Better than just West Palm Beach, I guess. Then we have a little town named Lokachi on our northwest. Not sure how to pronounce it, but I included the following note. Lokachi is an unincorporated community in Palm Beach County, and it derives its name from the Lokachi River. There is only one high school in the area, which is Seminole Ridge Community High School. Cypress Lake, Riviera Beach, Palm Beach Garden. Now we're in Jupiter. Not the planet, but it is a city or town apparently in Florida. Nearby in the northeast is Jupiter Island and Hope Sound. Passing along by, and we find ourselves now in Fort Pierce followed by Vero Beach, then Melbourne, and continuing up, we are in Titusville. To our west is the big city of Orlando, Florida. Also by Titusville, we have multiple state and national parks, including St. John's National Wildlife Refuge, Salt Lake Wildlife Management Area, Charles Bronson State Forest, Buck Lake Conservation Area, and more. The Charles Bronson State Forest is Charles H. Bronson, not to be confused with Charles Bronson um, from the movie um, that uh, featured Tom Hardy. Charles Bronson was an American actor that lived between 1921 to 2003. So again, Charles Bronson, the State Forest, is not Charles Bronson, the British criminal. Again, played by Tom Hardy in a movie, I think, just titled Bronson. At this point, I'm going to cheat a little bit and do a little audible, changing the play as we go along. So we continue along I-95 up around Ormond Beach, but I'm going to grab State Road 40 and head west.
I-75 around Ocala, Florida, and continue heading north from there for a little bit. And once we do that, we get to pass by Ocala National Forest, and we move upwards toward Gainesville, Florida. Gainesville is the county seat and largest city in Alachua County, Florida, and the principal city of the Gainesville, Florida Metropolitan Statistical Area. The U.S. Census Bureau estimated Gainesville population at 133,857 in 2018, a 7.4 increase from 2010. Gainesville is the largest city in the North Central Florida region. Gainesville is home to the University of Florida, the nation's fifth largest university campus by enrollment. It is a senior member of the State University System of Florida and traces its origins to 1853. The University of Florida is the only member of the Association of American Universities in Florida. University is classified among R1 doctoral universities, very high research activity. Now you know so much relatively useless and boring information about the University of Florida. Not sure what else you can really do with that, but I gave it to you anyway. As we continue this journey, we pass by Fort White. Fort White is a town in Columbia County, Florida, named after a military fort built in the 1830s. It is the closest town to Eachatuckney Springs State Park. Fort White High School and the Fort White Public School Historic District are located within the town's borders. The original school building was constructed in 1915. As of 2010, the population for White was 567 people. Very small place. I went ahead and clicked pause for a moment so that I could pull up uh, Zillow. I see a 1,500 square foot home, three bed, two bath, is $65,000 in Fort White. There is a 2,260 square foot home with the same bed bath ratio, and the seller's asking for 250. And the homes I see here are actually quite pleasant, like rustic style homes. I have no idea what you would consider it to actually be. But um, some of these homes, it's like the kind of place you'd see on that TLC show with Chip and Joanna Gaines. I forget the name of it. And it's, I don't know, is it on TLC or HGTV? I don't really know. Anyway. The homes are a little more expensive than I would imagine for being such a small town. But I guess it's relative uh, proximity to Gainesville is what probably bumps up that price. 